brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. Well, hello. It is I, Just Jess. And I, Nomi Burton. And we are the Riverdale Rewind Podcast. <laughs> We're recapping season four, episode two. Yes, in which I finally we got some progression. I just felt like last episode, I mean, I'm, and I'm not dogging it at all, but I'm just saying it was just all Luke Perry, that was it, and there was no like real progression. Yeah, I thought it was nice that they kind of just took the time to do one full episode as a tribute to him and then continue on with the plot. Um, but yeah, it was nice to start getting that going. And as I noted to Nomi via text, it only took four minutes for sexy time to begin. <laughs> So you got to keep those uh, Gen Z's attention grab. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much what they're doing. Uh, They're like, we just can't wait to get back into the real thick of things here at Riverdale. So this episode was called Pastimes at Riverdale High. And we saw a lot of changes. We have a new principal, Mr. Honey, and um, he's not catching more flies with his sweetness. He's being a little bit sticky. And <laughs> that, out of context, that sounds kind of gross. Yeah, it sounds a little gross. <laughs> but you know who he is? Who? Kerr Smith, who is on Dawson's Creek <gasps> and Charmed, which CW has Charmed on Fridays. Is but he, he was really? On, yeah, he was. He was. He's that guy from. Um, you would recognize him if you saw like a younger picture of him, probably without the glasses. Um, I was like, did he play a Superman? Because he had the glasses. And I was like, no. Yeah. I'm stereotyping brunettes with glasses. Sorry. Um, but sorry. He, he, yeah, he was um, on uh, Dawson's Creek. Um, so he is, again, uh, one of those like teen dream Heart guys jobs. that are now playing like an uh, older character on the shows, which, I mean, that's, I guess, how life goes. Right. Um, but, yeah, so what kind of, what plot line are you enjoying the most from this episode? You know, I, I really like the Charles and Betty plot line yeah although he's kind of a terrible fbi agent and she's kind of a terrible fbi helper where where did that trust automatically form like you've you haven't been around each other your entire life and all of a sudden it's like i'm an fbi agent okay great we're gonna trust everybody with all this information when all of this farm stuff and you know dad's a murderer and things like that has happened i would think that you would have more of trust issues i would think so um but this show has not been one for growing relationships and logic <laughs> like, right yeah but so they're kind of just like yeah you seem right but so he's already <laughs> trusting yeah you seem right yeah we're, we're gonna, gonna trust you yeah i'll tell you all my secrets so he's he quickly told betty everything about alice being an fbi informant who then betty spilled the beans to fang or not fangs i'm um, kevin, kevin. Uh, because she trusts him, but again, these people with the trust, the trust, they have trust issues in Riverdale, and it's they're too trusting of each other, right? And they're it, not suspicious enough. And I get what she was saying about like Kevin's just lonely and he's been through a lot, and I totally get that, but not trusting him with that kind of information. Yeah, he though. also tried to harvest your organs last year, so right. I would maybe take a little more time on that one personally. I mean, do you feel bad for Kevin? I don't feel bad for any of them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> like as a character. Um, I do a little bit because I feel like that he has had a more difficult time just being his authentic self. Right. And that anytime he gets a little bit of happiness, like like his boyfriend gets like killed or shot or something, like has to, you know, like doesn't seem to be working out too well for him. And there doesn't seem to be a very large gay scene in Riverdale. So I feel like he's not finding a lot of dudes to date. 
Um, but yeah, so he's dealing with Fangs, who is um, is still part of the farm. They figured out that they have a new location. It's in a motel. They have not been able to spot Alice. No eyes on Alice yet, but they have seen Edgar ever and ever. So he, Chad Michael Murray, is still part of the show. Uh, but do you? What do you think? Do you think something bad has happened to Alice? No, I think she's fine. But <laughs> I think she's, yeah, I think she's fine. I don't think she's in any kind of harm's way. Um, I don't think they discovered that she is actually the secret informant of FBI or undercover or any of that. Yeah. Um, you know, we did find out that Ed- Edgar has like a ton of guns and explosives and all yeah. of that. And we see next week, Polly comes in with a, a bomb vest on. Right. Which. Is that purpose? Like, is she purposely wearing the vest and wanting to make some damage? Or is someone putting that vest on her and holding her hostage? She looked under duress. Um, Yeah, she has bombs on her. I was like, oh, good. We haven't done this plot line yet in Riverdale, throwing a bomb vest on somebody. Yeah, why not? I thought it was hysterical in the promo how they're like, it's Betty de- un- like deactivating the bomb. Oh, right. As like, she's cutting the cords, it's like very speed Listen, like they have not made any, they have not shown by example that Riverdale is that great of a school. Right. And so how are these kids learning how to deactivate <laughs> bombs? Google. <laughs> so they're like sleuths and they'd be really good on the streets and like working as like an investigator, but they... I bet they really aren't very great at geometry. <laughs> no, I mean, or deactivating a bomb in general. They're they're it's the school of hard knocks is what Riverdale is. They're teaching you life skills and street right. smarts. <laughs> well, she probably asked Surrey. That's probably what happened. Hey like Surrey, how do I deactivate? I it, you oh. say Surrey funny. Do I? It's Siri. Is it? Yeah. Like that's like Surrey Cruise. <laughs> well, every time I say it, it goes off. It probably knows that you're. It's probably like, gosh, she says my name wrong all the time. No. <laughs> it's probably, and it's I, probably like, sure knew me. <laughs> <laughs> I did do a poll yesterday about trusting Kevin after last season because, like you oh. said, the whole organs and situation. Yeah. And actually, sixty-three percent of people would trust him again. Well, sixty-three percent of people are a little too trustworthy. Trusting. Yeah, um, I don't know, but... I would not trust Kevin. I'm sorry. I wouldn't because I think he would do whatever he could to, like, find happiness with Fangs or something. So I think he would risk his relationship with Betty again because we've already seen that he's done that. So I I don't... Yeah, I don't trust any of them as far as I can throw them, which isn't very far. Um, We also see in this episode that Jughead is um, being courted by a new school, Stonewall Prep. We talked about that in our preview episode. Uh, the teacher, Mr. Chipping, um, who was actually on, he was on, not, he's not the teacher, he's the principal. He was on, um, or was he the teacher? I don't remember. He's a, I think he's like a mixture. He's like a, a principal, but that also is a professor that teaches like classes and stuff. He's a teachable. Yeah. And he, um, he was on Supergirl. Uh, but... Did you find the high school to be creepy? Yes. There was this underlining vibe to it. Like, yeah. there's should be Come no play trust with here. Us. Yeah, exactly. And especially when Jughead spoke up about what he thought about Mo- Moby Dick and the whole character um, assessment. Yeah. And he spoke up with his opinions. And it seemed like, boom, right there, he felt proud of himself. But every student in that room was like, mm, we're going to kill you. I feel like never trust the student who read every book on the syllabus. 
Yeah. Did you, did you, when you were in school, did you read the books? Um, no, I read like every other book. But yeah, same too. Or I would read the Cliff Notes. Right. Yeah, I, Spark Notes. Sparks Notes, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there were a lot, I, there was like, I think it might have been like senior year of high school and I read none of them or something. I don't know. I always did well. <laughs> yeah, I did fine. It's just, I mean, I just didn't have time. I feel like it's got to be really different now in, in high school where you can just look up everything online. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, think about the great Gatsby and the eyes and how, like, the you know, the glasses on the side of the building and the green light and what everything symbolizes. Just go to Reddit. Oh, my God. You don't mm-hmm. have to, like, form an opinion on your own. So that, that being said, I feel like school should start reading different books. Yeah. I mean, but there's so many books that have been banned from mm-hmm. schools, which I don't personally think – that should be a thing. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't aware of which ones are banned. Oh yeah, there's like a list out there that like new banning of books, but whatever. Um, and when I was in college, I I had a couple of professors that made projects where you had to go to the library and look up books and yeah. do all of that. And I would get free copies from a couple of students because they didn't know how to find a book in the library. That's weird. That's weird, right? What school was this? I mean, it was a college. Yeah, but what school is it? Columbia College, Chicago. Well, Columbia College of Chicago, you should be teaching people how to use the library. Well, they should <laughs> or not know, admitting them. Yeah, they should know how to. Before you know, I did going not know what college. school you went to. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's a private art school. Uh, that's probably why I don't know it. Yeah. Um, because it's so elite. Uh, Kanye West went to my school. Oh my god. Dropped out. <laughs> he of was. That? He was probably one of the ones that. Uh, didn't know how to use the library. Probably. The, he makes um, up his own words like Jesus. The girl in the girl in um, Aziz Azari's series? Uh, some, the, uh, is it like Leslie or something? I believe you. Something like that. Master of None. That's the show. Yeah, Master of None. Uh, the main character, the lesbian... Oh, Lena Waithe? Yes. Oh, yes. well, she, yeah, she's huge. She's great. Yeah, she went to my school, too. The Shy, I watched that. Yeah. She um, she wrote that, too. All the Verizon commercials she voices. Um, but she went to my school. I think uh, it's Verizon. Oh, that's cool. There's, like, several people. When are you going to get them Lena Waithe and Kanye West dollars? <laughs> right. <laughs> right after this podcast. <laughs> right. She's dropping her work dropout album. Man. <laughs> Need that. Need that money. Need it. Um, speaking of money. Veronica and the Lodge family are up to their shenanigans again. They are trying to, first of all, <laughs> let's start with this. They sent in a paparazzi to the bathroom to try to take a picture of her for 500 bucks. This kid had a film camera. That was maybe the most striking moment of the show for me. <laughs> it's not just the film that would be expensive, but you know how much that camera probably costs? Also, like, where did, not? no, it probably didn't, because where did he find it? And then like where, did he, where did he find film and why did he think that was the best, most reliable option at the time? So stupid. I just think it's funny how they try to throw in these like old elements, like vintage retro elements to the show right. sometimes. And then I don't know. It's just to me, it's a little silly. Another thing is her mom is in jail. Mm-hmm. Her dad is in jail. Nobody's at her house. So really, like they could just be living at her house. Yeah. There's no guardians. Who's no, her guardian? Nobody's helping her make her musical costumes for La Belle Nuit. Right. <laughs> like, who, you know, 
I don't know. She so they somebody's trying to pin all of their crimes on her. Well, so, she finds out it's her dad pretty much. Yeah. And under uh, she's, she admits to them all saying she was under duress, which I'm not sure is the best idea there. I feel like there will be more to that. But uh, the gratuitous musical numbers in this show. <laughs> I don't know if it's just I'm too over this crap, but, like, oh, it kills my soul. Plus, all that jazz from Chicago is, like, not my favorite song. I, like, tweeted. All that jazz. I tweeted saying, I bet you Jess is so happy right now. Ugh. I don't know. I liked some Broadway. I could appreciate Now, if I saw the whole show in its entirety on Broadway, I think I'd be like, cool, I like it. I don't hate it. And I like Fosse dancing. It's different it's, when you're watching it on TV versus experience it at the theater. It's, yeah, it's different when, like, they're throwing it into the CW show you're watching. And, like, and she's trying to, like, tell all the police investigators. <laughs> Reporters. And reporter, she's like, this is, let me first do this musical number for you. Yeah, and she's like half naked and let me dance and sing in front of you. It's and like then, when people are like, catch my new album. My new album's dropping tonight and they group text their whole phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what that's like. Exactly. It's the equivalent of that. But if you notice, the reporters that showed up, there was like only four of them. And then at her door, there was 20 of them. So they I must guess... not have gotten the invite. And also it is a speakeasy. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone, come to my speakeasy for a report. Here's the address. That yeah. doesn't make it a speakeasy. Um, Cheryl Blossom is still being real creepy with her uh, corpse brother. Wouldn't that smell after a while? Is it his corpse? What, what is it exactly? Is it a mummy of his corpse or like what? I, well, I mean, it's not a mummy because you see him. A mummy would be like all Well, like a mummified up. version of his body. You know what I mean? Like, is it is it a dummy, a mummy, or... <laughs> it, it, it's his dead body. It's his dead body. But I don't know how she's preserving it to make it not smell and full of maggots and flies. Maybe she's not. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Maybe it had been like... You know, like, um, there was this exhibit that came around through Discovery Place, and it was mummies, and they're the bog mummies of... Um, I think they're like Ireland or something, and it, these pe- people were buried, and it just happened to be in this correct the peat moss soil there in the bogs and it what it does is preserve their bodies naturally so well that when you dig them up these people look like they died maybe like a little bit ago and they're like i think hundreds and maybe a thousand years old hmm. like their hair is still intact it's weird so maybe he was buried in some peat moss at the blossom <laughs> That's you never thought. know because the blossoms do have a lot of money yeah um two things i want to bring up before we wrap here are the the flash forward to Jughead missing during spring break. I yes. like that they're using that storytelling device in these uh, episodes. We have, we've always assumed things are going to go awry on Riverdale in the past, but we've never been specifically, I don't think we've specifically been given a flash forward scene that we're leading up to. It's very much like Arrow or something from other mm-hmm. shows in the CW. So it's, it's cool to see like, like things seem okay, but then flash flash forward and we're all like hell, hell right. is broken loose and Jughead's missing in the woods during spring break. Um, yes. And I thought that was part of the trailer. I didn't realize it was a fast forward. Um, no, yeah, they did it again. They showed another clip. So they're uh, really trying to hammer that home. And I'm like, God, spring is far. Yeah. (laughs) It's the first day we've worn a coat in North Carolina. So (laughs) give me a break. Yeah. Let us wear our scarves first and then we'll get to spring. Deep teasing. I hate it. You know, and I think it's interesting. I want to know more about his grandfather also attending the school because there's a reason why he left the school. Yeah, and there's and a reason. And it's not just he got giving up. Picked again. Yeah, there's everything has a reason in Riverdale. 
Right. So obviously he's being used for whatever reason his grandfather was picked and being used. And his his grandfather was able to get out. Now, will Jughead be so lucky? Obviously he will because he's a main character and they won't kill him off. But I think we won't be able to see Jughead for at least two episodes. Yeah, something something weird will happen. Or, or they're hiding him purposefully or like his friends are to save him. Um, and I also think that this new principal, Honey, is going to... Um, there's going to be something more with his character. Oh, yeah, He's already, that's real. He told Cheryl she couldn't have the back-to-school dance because of people were murdered at last year, which seems fair. But she, of course, you know, is Cheryl and got to do her Cheryl thing and then called the cops on her party to close it down. Yeah, so they're going to... Uh, that's too noisy. He has started a war. He has fired the first shot. You have no right over me. Or what did she say? Uh-huh, you have no... Dramatic. You have no... Something over me, Cheryl Blossom. Teens are so dramatic, and and I think about like when I was in my early twenties, I was dramatic too. I'm probably still dramatic, but like I don't know. I was, I was listening to a podcast, Culpable. Have you ever heard of that Mm-mm. one? Um, they're pretty good, and it's a murder case. And well, that's that's the that's the situation. Is it a suicide or a murder? But anyways, they're reading some of the texts between. He's like 20 year olds and it's like so dramatic and like so like philosophical about is love even anything? Love doesn't even exist. We're all just here to die. And it's like, God, that's such a Riverdale thing. But that's like what people really write. And I'm like, I probably thought things like that, too, during bad breakups in the 20s. My life is over. Is love even anything? We're just here to be warm food. (laughs) So weird. Anywho, I feel like being less dramatic nowadays. Um. but Riverdale next Wednesday, eight o'clock. Um, what are you What are you expecting out of that episode? Well, I'm excited to see them deactivate the bomb. Are they going to for sure do that next episode? But it was in the trailer. I just didn't know if that was going to like happen. Usually, so they're, they're going to like really move forward with this plot right away. Yeah, they usually like it's like a speeding freight train, and then gets weird at the end. Is what they. Do. It's like they're like. Like, they rush to get everything out, and then they're like, oh, we have 10 more episodes. But then again, they have to get to some kind of climax before Thanksgiving break. That's true. And, yeah, because it's Thanksgiving, and then they don't come back to like, after Christmas, right? Yeah, so they got to get a certain amount of things done. Oh, I have to get a certain amount of things done. Me too. Speaking of, we should probably go do our chores. (laughs) (laughs) And by chores, we mean our next podcast. Nancy Drew's Mystery Book Club. So you can find show notes and details, including more podcasts like this, on WCCBCharlotte.com. Yes, and if you want to follow us, I'm at Jessica Barilla. That's B-A-R-Y-L-A, because no one's ever going to be able to spell that. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, parents. I'm at Nomi Burton. (laughs) You just spell it like Nomi Burton. It's (laughs) B-E-R-W-T-Y-N-N-E. Accented E that is silent. <laughs> How'd you get that? <laughs> oh my god. It's perfect. It is perfect. All right, time to say bye. Bye. Riverdale Rewind. Brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group.